everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slobe. With me, of course, my good friend Aaron Ronan. Good evening. My good friend Devious Vacuum. Welcome back, gamers. <laughs> my good friend Jim. Hey, everybody. My good friend Turbo C. Hello. My good friend Pulahoko. Hey. Listen, I, I have some sad news. Um, Shibuya Scramble uh, is no more. Uh, we have we have destroyed it. It's no, you can't find it on Steam. Can't find it on PlayStation. <laughs> the bomb went off. <laughs> <laughs> um, We've erased it, it, it from is this gone, timeline. But Minora Kala lives on um, <laughs> as a single star in the sky. He does. If it is an anime series, <laughs> that's true. Actually, and I I am very tempted. Um, but look, we uh, after the main story, there's some bonus content and. Uh, wants to go over how this works basically Oren does I, I do do you Oren or well the, the main the main ones just open up they just in a separate part of the um, character selection screen mm-hmm. you tap to it on <laughs> windows yeah Kanan opens <laughs> by finishing it and then this other character Suzune finishes by finishing it and also having 50 bad endings that's right now I don't know if you've ever played a thing called Mugen, or if that's like... (laughs) The two new characters are Kanan, who is anime, and Suzune, who is, you know, an actress like we have seen, you know, and Undertale or not, anime is not real, so it's very... It's got a... It's a weird disconnect, I'll, I'll put it that way. Yep. Um... Yeah, it looks very, very, very odd. So, um, but that said, they're two separate stories. It's there's no time chart. You, you and they're they're completely linear, um, which is kind of a detriment considering how long some of them are. Yeah, yeah. For, for some reason, they let you jump from them to the main storyline at the end. I don't know why. Well, I thought that was, that kind of goes into the um, one of the the third story, or maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong on that. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. There's two jumps at the end. It's it's kind of weird. I didn't understand it, to be sure. But at any rate... I thought it was just kind of a jokey thing. Yeah, it's like... Um, it might be. We get... Maybe maybe it is. Who knows? But um, what story do we want to talk about first? Suzune or Kanan? I, th- I mean, I think maybe we should start strong and go with Kanan. I mean, I think we should start with Kanan, too. That's what I did first. I, I needed to know. Yeah, me too. I did it second. Maybe starting strong is 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 not the right word. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say I, I I heard that some people didn't really like this one. I like this one if at least it, it, it could have been a little bit shorter. So let let me start with this. Um, so Kanan <laughs> is by Type Moon. Uh, who are the company behind the Fate series, which Diva can tell you a lot about. I didn't actually play <laughs> Fate. I, I don't know what Fate is about, even, and I never played it. It doesn't matter. It's not... Th- you. I, I know equally as much about what Fate is about as you do, having never watched it. <laughs> Oren, when you say Kanan is by Type Moon, do, do you mean that Type Moon wrote this and put it in the game? It seems like it. I mean, they have the logo <laughs> at the end. <laughs> but the, the writer of this is the main writer for, for Type Moon. I think he is also the head of the company. Um, and I've heard about his Japanese writing before. I mean, people 
talk about it um, often for others to try to read it. And I say it's very, very difficult to read. And I didn't really believe it until I tried to read this. And, and yeah, hmm. this, this was torture for someone who's not completely native. Um, huh. Wow. This is like the guy is both um, writing with a thesaurus open at all times and trying to find the most difficult word he can for every single noun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then um, it's, it's also like his sentence structure is really complex and, and unclear and vague. And I basically gave out gave up midway through and watched a youtube video of the english one of the english translation oh my god and then and then i went back and just skimmed the text to see and they did an english resident actually simplifies it a lot i mean they they he writes really complex sentences and the english translation changes things to make it simpler because i think the translators gave up too honestly <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Knowing nothing about about this, like from any sort of, uh, you know, um, level of real knowledge, it almost sounds like one of those people. It's like, well, I'm trying to think of like the word, but it's like when, you know, when you love the smell of your own farts when you write, like, it's <laughs> like, I, I want the most flowery prose. Yeah, this, this the is pretentious writing at, at its worst. Yes, it, there it is, pretentious, um, right. I, I can't describe it. You you have to. I don't. I don't have an English equivalent for that. But yeah. it's bad and it's difficult if you're not completely one hundred percent fluent in Japanese. We like uh, Pinchon or something like that. Pinchon? Yeah, Thomas Pinchon is a horrible read. Um, he's a very well respected author that I don't like to read. Is it like Michel Foucault? Because I found Foucault was really, really dense and i i don't know not for great reasons but uh, i i have never read any of your stuff so i don't know but this is anime and video games so like it's even a di- it's a different level cuz it's not like this is like david cage <laughs> in terms of oh, like God. oh i'm a video game and anime writer not like a like a philosopher in in college i had my first thing in expositional writing was this this thing called um a discourse on language by michel Foucault. And it is, um, it is like a nightmare. It's like far and away one of the hardest things I've ever had to read. I'm trying to find a passage from it just because <laughs> it's so like the opening sentence is like, I really hate this guy so much. I hope he has no friends. Well, that's that's not that, that's not fiction. In fiction, you can do so much worse if you're pretentious enough. <laughs> yeah, I read Ready Player One. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, so let's just, while Sylvie was looking that up, the fundamental premise of Kanan is that she is a super soldier because she has synesthesia. Yep. Um, so, like, that, that premise, which is the premise of, like, a, like a, like a bad action, like a B-tier action movie from 20 or 30 years ago, um, is, like, uh, the idea of that premise being written in like the most flowery, difficult language possible is even more hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should explain what synesthesia is because I had to look that up. It's a real thing. I, have, I know someone who has mm-hmm. it. It is a real thing. It's apparently um, like a neurological um, disorder where one sense, uh, one of the five senses can kind of be intermingled with other senses and the you know, the game describes it as, you know, being able to hear shapes or, or see smells or, you know, something to that effect. Um, one, if I could put some video game trivia in here, uh, the game Res, which you may have heard of, the designer actually designed it because you want to describe his synesthesia. Huh. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think the most common one is like colors or sounds sort of become colors or words yeah. become colors. Yeah. I read that around 4% of the U.S. population has it. Yeah, I think the one person I know sees words, like written words with colors. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, your friend who has synesthesia, are they a super spy? Because now <laughs> I understand it makes you really good at being a super spy. Yeah, this, this is magic synesthesia we're talking about here. This is insane. <laughs> there's a lot in here that maybe we'll go like, oh, come on. Yeah, there's like, like this underlying additional observation, like that as if like people who are synesthetes can like that, like the intention behind like the the human intention behind like the creation of an object or like a, a written word or something like that is correlated with how the synesthete perceives it. So like, oh, these numbers are important. So Kanan sees them as a different color, like as if important is like this objective force that is placed on the object. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's how our powers work. <laughs> and then she dodges bullets at the end. Yeah. Right, because because Kenan can, can see, see hate. hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. What if I told you that's not even what I consider the most unrealistic part of this whole thing? But well, like there are like there there there's a basis for it in the fact that like I think somebody in Europe with the memorization for like the most digits of pi had synesthesia, and that's how he could memorize so much because he could like he was associating the sound of, of numbers with color of the the words of numbers for, with colors and like that's like what like the, the fragment of a superpower that then just just is just exploded to like now things that are completely impossible yeah i have actually heard that too like people like mathematical geniuses and such will like kind of envision numbers i remember there was an interview where like somebody was like the number five was like a thunderclap to them and and like things like that that are you know strange and hard to envision you know but um at any rate um we're not we didn't take notes this time because i don't think we need to go over a full summary of this really so um but maybe like just a general sort of what's going on here in the canon story yeah let's just bitch about it instead and not focus on (laughs) the exact order of events all right all these all these red flags i'm telling you imagine the train scene from breaking bad that episode (laughs) but like with that and you know what just go watch that instead you don't even have to no um it's like, all right, so Kanan uh, trained under a guy named Siam, um, and basically her her town was wiped out by the Ua virus, it turns out. She magically survived, so she has a blood a blood pack to destroy the Ua virus. That's her object of revenge. Siam finds her, and he, I guess, trains... Uh, trains women in the Middle East to like become assassins. Yeah, there's a whole lot like Middle Eastern politics in here that um, feel like oh. they feel like the writer like read Wikipedia for a while and then took the highlights and put them all in. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, exactly. This this goes into Israel Palestine stuff and um, for like a train heist story, it's like well, I don't know if you needed all this, but okay, you know. Um, as well as the Iraq War, and it's 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 always fun to read about that um, written by non-Americans as an American, because it would not be written that way uh, if this was a game that was written in America. No, no, no. So, uh, like, um, but the basics, the basic idea is look, they um, someone has hired them because there is a weapon being shipped by train through the Middle East, and they want to either recover the weapon 
if they can or destroy it if they can't. And Siam employs Kanan to do this. And they're met by a third person named Sadaka. I, I, I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. Um, which is, yeah, which is who's really Alfard, but we don't know that yet. <laughs> um, because also their anime equivalents look absolutely nothing like the actresses in Shibuya Scramble. Yep. But w- whatever. I could tell um, because she was wearing a black hood. <laughs> yeah. It's very like Sith Jedi moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just, um, the one good thing about this is that this is voice acted. And mm-hmm. um, can, oh, it is, yeah. Kanan and uh, Alpha are played by my two favorite voice actors, Japanese voice actors. Hmm. So Kanan is Miyuki uh, Swashido, um, who does a lot of things. Uh, mm-hmm. very versatile. She's um, genocide show in Danganronpa. It always goes back to that. Oh. <laughs> we can't get away. <laughs> And um, Alfred is uh, Maya Sakamoto, who I really like. Uh, she's also a great artist. Who's, who's she in Danganronpa? She's just, Maki just, in V3. Just, if you, oh, no. <laughs> you were making a joke, See? but I knew it was going to come. I, yep. Uh, and so and, like, Alfred looks like, like, Kanan is like 14 or 16 or something. Alfard looks like she's 24 years old. She has a much deeper voice. She is much more physically developed. Like, it, it just it just blows my mind. I can't... Why didn't they just... Like, it seems like, at the very least, that the actress that they cast could have been, like, 17 or 18 years old and not, like, a little kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, because, like, as soon as they encounter each other, too, they it just... One comes off as a child, and one comes off as, as an adult. Mm-hmm. And she even plays into it, you know, where she's like, oh, this is just a kid that you have with you now. Like, it's just Half it's a person weird. or something, yeah. 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 So, basically, the heist is this. They're trying to find the weapon, right? But it's not on the train for some reason. But then they realize at a stop, more cars are added to the train. There's an explanation about uh, train tracks here, how, like... The old style tracks were narrower, God. but like there's a, a new, better European style that's wider. But since this is like both tracks were used, they have to like physically lift the train cars up to load them onto the next track. And while that's happening, they added three cars. There's two cars of troops sandwiching a secure car with no one in it. Why wouldn't you put a guards in the actual car with the weapon itself? I don't know, but they're not there. So the plan that's, that Siam hatches is that Sadaka and Kanan, who have never worked with together and are not hitting it off, because Sadaka is the code breaker. Alphard, I'm sorry. Al- um, yeah, that's right. Um, Alphard is a code breaker in this. Um, they are going to basically climb <sighs> under the train cars in motion. That's one way to do it and uh, get to the middle car. They explain this by saying if they ran along the top, it would be instant death. And I think what they mean, because this comes up in a bit, is that the guards would hear them running on top of their train cars. So, anyway. They do that. They get in, and it turns out that the weapon they're after is a biological one called Ua Proto. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) unfortunately... It's locked in a ca- is it locked in a case or in a room first? Well, it's, it's locked in, in a, a case first. in a room. They're in a room first, right? So they have to they have to crack the password. The good news is Alfard is a code breaker. Um, 
The bad news is you only get two tries at the password before you get locked out. Also, did you know that Pentium M was developed in Israel? Because this <laughs> game I, I didn't you know. know. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's true. Because they mentioned that it's like a Pentium M, right? And that it was developed in Israel. And they say something like, because it's like, apparently the system is like kind of old and like Alfard's like, what the hell is this? Like, this is like so crappy. And it's like, Penny and Men was directly Israel. And they're like, well, is, I thought Israeli like, what is it like? Tech, like technology was like, like the best, like Israeli software people, engineers. And they're like, yeah, I thought they were the coolest too. And this is like a conversation where they're like fangirling over, I don't know. So I'm sorry, we're getting to the like my least favorite part, which like, you know, look, I know nobody gets computers and movies right. I shouldn't care, you know, <laughs> and I laugh at my mom when she does it for like medical stuff. But like this code breaking thing, I, I, I hate it because Alfard tries to hack the password. It, she has a hex editor open that they show, which, OK, um, and she can't quite get it. She fails the authentication twice, so she's locked out. It'll take them an hour. But even though there's like four, I think it's four hours to do this whole heist, they have to get back in like five minutes because that's the time limit Siam sent set. Why? I, don't know. I think that's when the but, guards come come back from the patrol. Oh, the, okay. And the hex editor is open to send the signal of the correct password to the lock. That's what the hex mm-hmm. editor is supposed to do. Yeah, they try to justify it somehow. Um, it's bad. Now, <laughs> you may ask, how, how are they going to get the password if the code breaker doesn't know, know it? The answer is synesthesia. Because Kanan uh, goes at one point, wait, try this. And then she recites, and the voice actress does this too, by the way, a 31, not 32, 31 byte sequence <laughs> in hex. <laughs> Which like what the fuck? Where did you even get that idea to fuck that up that bad? <laughs> like how did you do that? Damn it. Fucking damn. And even and then, even like, if you could, like if this is like designed well, then you won't find the actual byte sequence in 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 memory or or in file. It's not encrypted. No. But like there, it's what's nutty about it too is like if you have this giant thing a hex in front of you and she's like wait I these 31 are like a different color than the others no they're not they're being put through the same software program like that doesn't there's nothing no yeah, she could just, see the intent behind each of those letters and numbers yeah that's why they're there's red. This, like yeah this objective significance versus it being like yeah it's actually just a two-byte passcode, and she was just trying a bunch of different options. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it works. They get in, and they get the case, but it doesn't even matter, because Alfard forgot to disable another one of the alarms, and when Kanan picks up the case off of its little pedestal enclosure thing, then it's, it sets off an alarm anyway, so all that was for nothing. No, no, Alfard didn't forget. Alfard just purposely didn't turn it on. Well, you're right. Help, yeah, Alfred later reveals that she purposely did this because it's part of the plan. Like, they go to a little screen where it, it apparently the prompt was turn off alarms, yes or no, and Alfred just purposely picked no. <laughs> 
Right, because it was her intention, her secret intention, to kill everyone on the train and steal the the virus for herself. Mm-hmm. Her and her mysterious team of other people who are on this train. And, like, there's this juxtaposition of, like, Siam and Kanan, and they were like, oh, we, we're trying to, like, kill minimal people in this. Like, we don't want to kill anyone in this to do this mission, and, and it all just goes to shit. Alfard's like, ha, no, this was all part of my plan. And uh, her, her, uh, her goons who are, who are so, an other, an off screen and other places on the train start shooting people. <laughs> yeah. My perfectly imperfect plans. Well, no, this was like the story of how Alfard, like, I guess, decided that she was, she had to start making perfectly imperfect plans because otherwise she couldn't defeat Kanan. <clears throat> Oh my god. Oh, I need to be an idiot to beat this person. I need to do something stupid. That was the final sequence when they were fighting on top of the train where she realized like, "Oh, I need to be an idiot." And she throws the the case off the into the into the uh, field somewhere. So, yeah, the yeah, the the other plot beat of course is the she betrays her former teacher, you know, kind of thing and has her little moment with Siam, where she's like, hey, I gotcha. I had to delete, kill anybody who knew about me in the past. Let's have a really long conversation about this, even though there's really not time for that, but we'll do that because I'm so evil. And then she ends up on the top of the train and they have a, a, the confrontation at the she top. She stabs him, but and, and it says that it's, it's fatal, but he can still live for another 30 minutes to, to do a final thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like run around and save the three people who survived on the train, turn the brakes on. You have to decouple the car, right? Because, like, I don't know jack shit about trains, but I don't think that's like like a light switch. You know, like. Crap, I'm tied to my elbow. <laughs> fucking god <laughs> so so then Kanan and uh, Alfard have their they're like they're both on the top of the train I think they both have guns right but Alfard's got is is drawing on her on Kanan and has the high ground so to speak insofar as like she's upwind and Kanan is basically like screwed because if she runs for her, she'll get shot. But synesthesia to the rescue again because she runs at her and she's able to like kind of see where she's going to shoot and dodges the bullets. Meanwhile, a helicopter who's gonna, that's going to pick up Alfard has arrived. And yeah, Alfard, uh, Alfard amazingly decides there's only one thing to do. And that's what she's not expecting, something completely stupid, like Dvac said, which is, yeah, she throws the goddamn that case off. helicopter but. pilot, though, what a fantastic pilot. They're, like, <laughs> keeping pace with this train um, and, like, hovering the ladder, like, right next to Alfard while she waxes about, like, oh, what should I do? Oh, I'm not ready to go yet. I want to, like, rub it in her face or whatever. Right. Too evil to execute my plans. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God. Oh, so you forgot that this is a, this is a flashback. Yeah, there's so many layers of flashbacks. And, and then and there's a, there are flashbacks inside it too. Yeah, yeah, because she's arriving in uh, Shibuya, right? Yeah, she's like, on the for plane the end to of Japan. The game. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like reminiscing about this whole thing. Yeah. And then there's there's even like a moment too. Like she just doesn't go buy a ticket to Japan. She needs to like sneak into an airport in Shanghai and have a guy sneak her the ticket. And then she has like a moment with the guy like, yeah, you were good, but I knew you were coming. And he's like, I can't believe she knew I was coming. She must be really good. You know, she is destined to kill the serpent or whatever. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Really yeah. sad that her codename isn't like Mongoose or something, and they just say instead yeah. that she is another snake. But I guess they yeah. were trained by the same person, so. Yeah, they have the same tattoo as we find out. Find out in the end. Yep. <sighs> I feel like that's just like a weird. What a weird way to find out that your like mentor figure like previously mentored someone else in like the exact same way to the point where she even got a tattoo <laughs> the same because it made it seem like it was Kanan's idea, like independent of anything, to get the tattoo to match his. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just weird. It's <laughs> so weird. I was, it like, it veered, well, and again, type moon. It veered a little bit into like ex-girlfriend vibes. Like before I was like, oh, this is Alphard. I was like, because who else could it be? I was like, is this like, is this the, the woman who trained Alphard? Because Alphard's a kid and this woman is like giving me ex-girlfriend vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the game kind of does that too. Like the two don't get along immediately once they meet each other. Like, you know what this whole thing needed? It needed, it basically needed Minorakawa to take the script for it and go, no, do it all over again. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Minorakawa to be on the train and fix everything. He's one of the passengers. That, that, that works too, you know, but I mean, to be like, if we're just being honest with each other, you know, like, I don't even know that Minorakawa's presence could have saved this. I mean, it would have helped at least. Well, this is this is a preview to, to the anime, and he's in the anime, so I know I've, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, man. And what else? Uh, but Kanan like kind of brings up Maria, like especially right the, at the end as she's like arriving in Japan, and she kind of like flashes back a little bit, but. Again, it's really just, like, there's not, like, that much to the relationship between Kanata and Maria other than, like, I met her and we became friends and, like, basically now we're in love. And um, that's the... Like, they didn't explore that at all. She had the same color as a big sister who died. Yeah, which is, like, that's, like, a... That's a Yuri if I ever saw one. It's the same color as my big sister. Are you kidding me? Uh, that color is called Strawberry Panic if you look it up in the Pantone catalog. <laughs> like, I really would have rather they explored Kanan and Maria a little bit instead of what they did. Yeah, but that's probably in the anime. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to buy DLC or whatever it is they want me to do. I just... <laughs> Welcome to gaming in, in the 21st century, bloke. Oh, it's all DLC. Oh, you you want to find out about Kanan and Maria? I guess you have to buy this DLC pack. Let's just keep opening these loot boxes until you get pieces. We gotta we gotta we gotta find and watch an anime on an entirely separate platform. I I gotta tell you, I really found like the whole Kanan Maria thing so uninteresting. Like in the main story, even I just like I don't know. It was like just. I don't know. It was like, or I shouldn't say so uninteresting. Like it just didn't hold my interest at all. But like, I just don't, I don't see like that being fleshed out and satisfying in any way. Like we already got the story. Like they met. She didn't know Cat's Cradle. The end. I don't know. Maybe I'm too cynical, but. Yeah, it feels like if they like, I guess like now that they're reunited, maybe there's like a story that's about to begin between the two of them. But like, yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, we met each other long enough to have like a bond. But that was mm-hmm. kind of it. Right. The assassin and some girl who knew how to, like, knit, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, no one's ever taught me Cat's Cradle before. You you are my only friend now. Let me know if you ever get into some shit. Oh, you did. Again. Okay. You know? Good. 
it was destiny that I save you constantly. I like this little one man show you just gave us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and she, we don't get a uh, resolution of like the at the end of the the like video part of the ending, the black tag ending. There's um, you know, Kanan and and Alfard like face off against each other, and you hear like gunshots and. There's not a there's not a resolution of that that so we we still don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the story ends just as Kanan is, is heading to do that. Yeah. Two friggin' hours to find out that that's the ending you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. I, I think there was a missed opportunity here for um, mm-hmm. Kanan to arrive in, in Japan and and everyone else be real and her still be anime. <laughs> Yeah, that would have really tied it together for me personally. Like, it would have been a very strong stylistic choice. That's, you know, people from the Middle East just look like anime. It's bold. It's bold. That, you know, yeah, you're right, actually. And But Alphard wasn't an anime. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, you know what? That's just... right. Well, the big plot twist is that she wasn't actually she wasn't actually from there at all. Yeah, oh, it's like the Christopher Lloyd thing in, in a oh, it's, by Yeah, it's, re- it's the reverse Christopher Lloyd thing. So she, she's yes. not a tune. Right, exactly. <laughs> Remember me, Kanan, when I killed your friend? <laughs> oh. For those of you who haven't seen that movie, though, please go do it and then re-listen to this podcast. That was a very funny reference. Yeah. <laughs> Just trust us, it was funny. Laugh. <laughs> so Kanan, the the Kanan story, it was all right. It was it was a real type moon anime that we just watched. It made you know the requisite amount of sense for a type moon anime, <laughs> um, and it had a sufficiently convoluted premise. Uh, it wasn't the worst anime that I've ever watched, that's for sure. So I can't be that mad about it, but I can't say it's great either. Yeah, I think the only way I could recommend it is if you are achievement hunting Shibuya Scramble and you have to go through it. But frankly, if you put it on autoplay and go do something else, I really don't think you're missing all that much. Take the button down. Except you need to be paying attention to it to jump back into other kind of bullshit. That's that's fair. Um, Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. So that's Kanan. So now we know who Kanan is, so we can have sufficient mm-hmm. emotions about the story. Can I reveal one more interesting factoid about Kanan that I learned? Yes. That I already told you all beforehand, but we didn't <laughs> have it on recording. Um, so I I didn't... Um, I wasn't able to read all the Kanan story due to technical difficulties and travel and all like that. So I looked up some of it to try and figure out you know, what I missed. And... Some wires got crossed between the Kanan anime, so minor spoilers for the Kanan anime, but Kanan's real name is Despair. What? 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 <laughs> I, I have to see how this plays out in the anime. I don't really believe. <laughs> like Despair, Kanan. the English word despair. I, I, I don't know that. You don't know that. I feel like that's way funnier if it's the English word despair. I I hope it is the English word despair. Like it was like there was like a mis miscommunication somewhere. Someone in the Middle East named their child that. Yes. And they're like, I just think it's a pretty word. <laughs> also, please please watch the um the sub version or the dub version for the anime. Anyone who's going to watch it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> But why should we do that, Warren Ronan? 
because I don't I, I don't think 10 years ago dubs were very good and this has my two favorite voice actors in it in Japanese yeah it'll, it, I, I can imagine the level of intolerable that it might be uh, an anime from 10 years ago with the English dubs oh, so there's your advice folks well we will probably have to watch this anime I don't know where to watch it if it's if it's somewhere easy to watch then well, we might I'm sure I can it. pick it up from we might yeah we might <laughs> I, I, I believe we can find it at a totally legitimate storefront that exists and is real just gotta, we'll just go down to Blockbuster Video and rent the Kanan anime yeah so that was Kanan do you guys feel any particular addition like do you feel like this enhanced the story for you no I, well, yeah, uh, I really thought it would more but it, d- it didn't really I liked it I liked Sayam, I liked Kanan, and I liked Alphard, and I liked the whole thing. Another thing I didn't super like about Siam's backstory is, like, or he, like, he, like, waxes poetic for, like, three paragraphs about, like, the philosophy of a soldier or whatever, and I'm like, okay, Hideo Kojima, give me a break for, like, I don't... I don't really, I don't really need to hear this. And then he ends up being, you know, he's, the whole, the whole thing of it is at the, at the end, he's, like, Oh, I was wrong. I actually do. It is important to care about people and like not kill people and stuff like that. So it was just a lot of like, um, a lot of of description of his worldview. Like it's such like 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 we need it explained to us the philosophy of a of a mercenary. <laughs> well, there was yeah. also a lot of you know, don't cry for me. I'm already dead, kind of shit, which I didn't really care for. Uh-oh. Also, one one political nitpick here. Um, so, the original, the, the people who hired um, Kanan and, and Siam, who Alfred betrayed in the end, are supposed to be the Palestinian Authority. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they going to do with this virus? I mean, it's a such a small area. They, they can't really release it in Israel because it will affect them too. Immediately. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like somebody's playing Tom Clancy, <laughs> you know, without really... Not that Tom Clancy was great either, mind you, but at least he kind of thought through some stuff. Not a lot. It's like literally a 20-minute drive from Palestine to Tel Aviv. It's, it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's only the same yeah, place. It, it, well, I don't know. This game played like fast and loose with what do you do with this killer virus? Like a lot of the time where it was just like, maybe the threat of the virus is even better. And it's like, no, no, no. You know what's even better than that? Having the cure. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't know. The virus itself was okay. <laughs> well, they also aren't really clear on what Alfard's intentions really are because it, it seems like she just wants to stir shit by having both sides not know who has the virus. Yeah, she wants. Yeah, she wants political tensions to rise high by like having the virus disappear and then being like, "Let's have everybody blame each other." You know? Yeah, because she's the Joker, baby. She just wants to watch the world burn. Well, they're weapon dealers. I guess they have some advantage out of it if tensions are high. Yeah, I know in movies that people are always like, ah, wartime makes me a profit, you know, that kind of crap. Yeah. I don't know if, if they actually make more money if you trigger tensions to rise. Well, like, how do you sell a killer virus? You can't really, like, test, like, how do you know you're not being fleeced? You know what I mean? Like, you have to do, like, some kind of, like, thing where it's like, 
do you have like 16 people for me to kill and it's like no like what like I'm you know that's always the opening scene though in the movie right where like the guy's in there and then somebody releases the gas and then he chokes and dies and then two people look over him like oh I guess your virus works yeah I, I guess so I'm just saying like you know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I also I just feel like if you do something like that, you're and I'm just like, well, why don't I just use like something we already have that we know works, like you know, like nerve gas or something like that. It's like, no, 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 but this is really good. Like this will kill people so much faster. It's like, yeah, I don't know, like the cost benefit of this. Don't you want to kill these people in a new and interesting way? <laughs> you don't want to be boring. I'm not made of money here at Evil Incorporated, you know. Like, <laughs> you're like I feel like I've been repeating myself a lot lately in all my schemes. You don't want to get into world. a rut. Gotta <laughs> shake it up now. <laughs> all of the like real life weapons dealers that listen to this podcast are like that idiot. He doesn't understand how it works at all. Yeah, could we get like an actual weapons dealer on here and tell us, you know, how it goes? Somebody. Somebody is going to post in the comments like Slow Beef knows exactly what he's talking about, and I wouldn't be surprised if he sold weapons on the side, oh, which wow. I don't, Uncle Sam. <laughs> but we're going to get put on a list. Wink. <laughs> I, I sincerely doubt it. I think the FBI is going to be like, who the fuck? No, I mean the peop- the person who comments that. Oh yeah, it's true. I am certainly not Nick Cage in Lord of War. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's talk about Okay, so we've we've gone through the first stage of the emotional roller coaster that is all of this bonus content. The, mm-hmm. the so we we've sort of been ascending and now uh you know the 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 initial part and we've we've come cr- right across we're, we're and we're about to drop and that first big drop is the uh the Suzune story Heartbeat of Spring which is totally take on the thick girl anime uh, trope. It's like such a, this is like such a, like, oh, I'm gonna spend, like, oh, it's, oh, I'm, a, I'm on a date with my boyfriend, and we each picked a movie to watch, and he picked the first movie, and I picked the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> this Nicholas Sparks thing looks really good. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I cried. I cried so much. I cried for real with this. Did you really? I yeah. did too. Oh my god. I actually did too. I could I I was and afterwards I was like, I can't believe that this that 428 Shibuya Scramble is making me cry this much, but I it was so heart-wrenching. I was like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> oh my god. It made Achi cry too. <laughs> yep. To be fair, yeah, actually. It's love if you, you had a change of heart about this because you talked to me through it while you were playing. Yeah, at the be- well, first things first, I actually did not know that Sick Girl was a trope. Oh, like, yeah. Maybe I have to turn in my, my nerd card or something because I'm like, what the hell is this? And you're like, oh, it's a Sick Girl trope. And I'm like, what? Like, and then you put, gave me like a TV tropes page and I'm like, wow, <laughs> oh, that's, no. that's, that's the thing. Okay. So I was annoyed because I felt like this was going to be your bog standard notebook bullshit that I will never forgive my wife for making me watch. Um, <laughs> what about the War Widow notebook? Anyway, sorry. So like, uh, oh yeah, I remember getting mad about the notebook too. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll get we'll get there. That's a separate okay. Podcast. After I re- after I read Foucault and go on a Tom Clancy rant, okay, we'll go to the notebook. No, um, but anyway, uh. 
Yeah, so I will say though, like it, I, I, I was like, I know exactly where this story's going, and it, it frankly didn't go where I think it was going. So it kind of like grabbed my interest again, and then I thought it was not so bad, you know. Hmm. Um, but you know, uh, the brief summary of it, I guess. I don't know who wants to take this one. I could take this one. Take it. Yeah. Do it. So it follows Suzanne, who is in the hospital with another um, little boy around fourteen years old, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. and his name was Ta- Tayama Takuya Takuya and um, he has um, a liver disorder where uh, copper is not um, being expelled from his system and it makes him weak and tired so it kind of follows his story where he is um, in his room and he's looking out and he sees uh, Suzune out in the courtyard occasionally and it's this sort of young love crush kind of thing where he's admiring her and he wants to talk to her you know he wants to know what to say if he needs to sound cool or mature or whatever and um, he makes the journey out to the courtyard when he sees her one day and it's a little difficult for him because he's got his disorder and he's gets tired easily but um, they talk for a little bit and they kind of establish this uh, sort of relationship where he wants to get closer to her. And Suzune is this character that is um, always smiling and spending time with other people there. And he's feeling a little jealous because he wants to get closer to her. And that kind of develops into. Um, oh, what happens next? And Takuya has kind of like a. A, a cynical and nihilistic view on sort of life and, and everything like that as, you know, someone with a, an illness that he's, you know, there's, they're all, they're all in this area of the hospital because they're waiting on a transplant, one kind of transplant or another and waiting on a donor. And so he, you know, him and Suzune are in similar positions waiting for organ donors, but, um, he has a, a very negative internal monologue kind of about things. And even when Suzune talks to him, he's like, you know, like, what's the point of learning about things? You know, where this like. Right. Because they have this conversation where um, it's Suzune in her free time. She studies and talks to people and does that kind of stuff. And um, to, I, I keep forgetting his name. Takab. Tayama. Takuya. 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 Um Takuya just kind of watches TV and doesn't see the point of it because he kind of knows that he's not going to grow up to have a normal life. So he doesn't see the point. He just watches Seinfeld all day. It's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that is sad. In English, too. He doesn't even know what the fuck they're saying. He just, <laughs> he just, la- he just laughs at the funny sounding words. He just absorbs the cynicism regardless. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Suzune is, is the opposite. She's kind of perfect, and she knows she's going to die, but she's very um, brave and smiles and makes friends with, with everyone. She keeps all the seniors entertained. This is this is why this is why it made me cry because Suzune has this this moment, like it switches perspective to, to Suzune, and she has this moment of like admitting to her to herself privately that she like puts on this facade of strength to everybody else um, when inside she's actually very afraid and she's afraid that she's going to die and like same <laughs> same <laughs> I was like crying about that because I was like oh my god like that's the, that's a big mood of people who are chronically ill yeah yeah that's 
That um yeah, that was I think when when it like kind of caught my attention then and I'm like, okay, this isn't gonna be like just bog standard, you know, nonsense or whatever. You know what I mean? It was very like it was very it was very sweet. Um, and the but the characterization of it, you know, she she knows that like she's very painfully aware that she could not wake up the next day and she's afraid that mm-hmm. she's gonna die, and um. And she's so, so afraid, but she also feels like she doesn't want to burden the people around her with that fear because they can't do anything to fix it, really. Um, And she has this moment where this nurse, um, this like angel nurse appears out of nowhere and it's it's her dead mother. It's her mom, yeah. (laughs) It's her mom, yeah. Her mom appears as a nurse and like sits with her at night and helps her fall asleep and, and feel better. And so that was... That was uh, it's cheesy, but the the emotions that are expressed, the the fear, um, was there's a lot the, the the like the rawness of the theme of the like the fear of death and the like the knowledge that they are going to die. I feel like is not something that is like stereotypically a part of these kinds of stories in the the sick girl story of like uh, like that sort of real world like oh yeah like we're two like young people and like we're probably gonna die and we've got to deal with that reality like we can't you know even though the adults around us are kind of might try to gloss over it or or not dwell on it like we still know so yeah i was kind of expecting this story to be more like you know like your typical kind of like i don't so i don't you know like i guess visual novel romance kind of thing where it's like it's like a doomed relationship kind of thing and suzune this is where we have to say goodbye to suzune but at least she gets love one last time kind of thing but they take it in a different direction which i i mean again i'm not super familiar with this genre but i thought was pretty original you know yeah it's very sweet so there's kind of a developing um kind of intrigue in that um, the boy's nurse doesn't want uh, him to see Suzune and likewise Suzune's nurse doesn't want her to see him and it's not really clear because it was kind of hand waved as you know you could get sicker you need to stay in bed or some other such thing but um, it's eventually revealed that it's because they both have the same blood type and if Bombay blood yep and if they were to know that, then it would create a situation where they know that they were compatible. And, and I don't know exactly what the issue is, but it would probably make things uncomfortable. They would, they would be in like a high school murder session. Right. It would be a good it would be a good motive is the thing. Yeah. The thing is that they deliberately put them in the same hospital because they knew one of them will die and the other would get the organs. Which yeah. which makes which I, makes sense. I mean it's it's called it, it yeah it's really sad to say but if if you really have two people with this kind of rare blood type then that's what you probably do yeah yeah <laughs> so suzune is kind of trying to see takayama more um by going by his room and she can't really get in the nurse is always shoo her away and Ooh. wait a minute why doesn't Daisuke get to Tenno to kill him, the kid? <laughs> well, because he I doesn't mean, talk to his daughter about her life, apparently, so he's not aware of these things. Okay, sorry, it I, it just fucking hit me. Anyway, why do you know we've gotten the cute little boy <laughs> murdered instead? 
Well, I mean, it was just such a, a longer shot to kill Marie. You know what I mean? Also, like, Tateno has proven he would not uh, hesitate. Uh, Suzune <laughs> d- doesn't know that uh, Takuya has Bombay blood until like the very last minute. Right. He doesn't yeah. Tell In her. fact, she doesn't. She tells find him, out. but he doesn't tell her. But I'm just saying, like, for the hospital to have done this, like, somebody's got to know, right? Or may- I don't know. Well, that was just another part of the plan's imperfections. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that doctor was like, I'm mm, not going to tell this guy something about him. <laughs> I don't, yeah. don't think I'm going to mention there's another kid here with Bombay blood. <laughs> well, also, right. the only reason that, that Daisuke knows is because Alfar tries to use him in the plans and tells him. I say. Anyhow. Yeah. So it, it looks like Takuya is um, getting worse for the wear. She, Suzune doesn't see him for a while. And... Um, she finally sees him being rushed out of his room one day. Um, he's lost consciousness. He's on the brink of death. And he keeps saying that, you know, what day is it? It's April 5th. He's trying to make it to his 15th birthday, which is in three weeks. And the doctor says that there's like an experimental surgery they can do with like a pig organ or something to try and give him an artificial liver. And um, he's just pleading, you know, whatever. I don't care what the risks are. Just give me three more weeks. It'll be fine. That's so funny that he's saying that, and like the parents have no dialogue. Like, like yeah. that was the most. That was the most unrealistic part of it. He was like, Doc, whatever you got to do, and like, like his parents are just off screen, <laughs> They're, like shrugging and making the face, like I don't know, whatever the kid says, artificial parents, <laughs> whatever he wants. I don't know. We wrote him off already. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's not even voice acted. So like, the parents could have had any number of lines to be like, we agree with our son, but there was no, there was no lines like that. Also, yeah, can can like a little fourteen year old boy make these kind of demands, and the parents don't yeah, have to sign anything? Is that Absolutely not. No. <laughs> so that was just a weird, like, little little writing oversight. I feel like they could have at least had the parents, like, be like, we agree. We talked about this with him. Like, we know what he wants to do, and we agree. Um, but they don't have that line. They're just like, hang in there, Takuya. No, Suzune never sees the parents, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that super would have happened if this was real that does not happen in this. Uh, abs- like, and also, it's very common for um, there's like there's a whole there's a whole rose parade float about it. Like it's it's common for for people who um, their children die and they they donate organs. Like they they are able to be put in contact with the the people who uh, if they like agree to it, they can be connected with the people who got those organs and like say like thank you or whatever. Yeah, like some people are friends that way. Yeah, so that was a weird thing. But I can understand that the doctor wouldn't be able to say it, maybe for legal reasons. Like, the family would have to agree to to say it instead. But anyway, they give him the pig artificial liver and um, Suzune's out in the hall with the doctor and that's where she finds out that um, he has Bombay blood. And she is immediately just like, you know, take my liver. You know, I'm compatible with him. But the doctor's like, no, you can't you can't do that. First of all, you'd have to be married, which, you know, you're not of legal age and that's a whole other issue. Um, but her, her heart kind of starts giving out there and she passes out and wakes up some time later. Yeah. It grew three, grew, grew three, th- three sizes that day, which is really bad if you have a condition. <laughs> <laughs> what they don't show is the Grinch just immediately died afterwards. 
I was I was kind of hoping this would turn into that Christmas story. Like, I gave you a heart for Christmas, but I gave you my liver. Oh, yeah. Gift of the Magi. <laughs> like, like, they have them in their hands. Yeah. Like, and, oh, so she, and also, but like, if she had reacted calmly to this situation, um, it's I, I wasn't sure if it would if it was clear. Like, if she had like not been there and she had been in her room, I guess because of the blood type, they would have still been like, oh yeah, you, you we're gonna rush you to the operating room. But like, she just also happened to go into cardiac arrest and be in critical condition at that moment, so she was already like she was gonna die if she didn't get that heart right that second. Coincidentally, anyway, it just like. Made me wonder what would have happened if she was like calm. We also know this is the day that um, the main game happens. Which did you notice the date? No, actually, I didn't notice that. What do you think it is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's April twenty eighth, huh? of course. Four twenty eight. Oh my fucking god! Oh, you know, I now that you say it, I did notice that, but I didn't make the connection. Womp womp. There goes the mystery. So she wakes up and uh, she starts to put the pieces together that if she's alive, uh, what what happened to Takuya? And the, the doctor comes in and he's like, he like he's like kind of has to dance around it because he's not legally allowed to say that Takuya is the one who donated his heart. But he's like tells the story of like, well, this is how to how Takuya, you know, this is how the end of his life went. And, you know, that he gave his heart to to someone, <laughs> like you know, that someone received his heart who needed it, who was in critical condition at the time. And because and it's Achi's sister, she's like yeah. me, right? And he's yeah. <laughs> but he can't say it. And no, she's, smarter. she's way smarter than him. After the after the transplant, she just starts acting like Achi. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so then he, then, but then the doctor also has, he's like, oh, Takuya had a, had a letter for you. And, uh, and so Achi's there and Achi reads the letter to her. And, uh, it's, you know, just a very sweet letter that's like, oh, you know, thanks for, you know, he, well, he says like that he loved her, you know, but it was like, it, you know, her perspective on things like made him feel like, you know, he could actually do something with his life instead of his life just being a waste. And that he felt like, you know, if he got to help her, you know, she's such a great person and she deserves to to live. And so his life being for that made it seem like it wasn't meaningless that he, you know, that he was, uh, that he had been alive and, um, it was very sweet, and it was, and it was like you know. Now I'm. I wanted. To, I wish I could have gotten to be with you longer, but now I get to be with you always. Yeah, um, it turns out that yeah. the reason he was trying to survive two fifteen was because he's able to uh, donate his organs. He can be an organ donor in Japan at age fifteen. He can't beforehand, so he survived those last three weeks just to be able to donate his his heart to um, Suzume. Yeah, and Achi's crying at the end of the letter. <laughs> yeah. I wish there had been a picture of that, but I guess that would have ruined the the tone of just Achi just like just crying, just really ugly crying at this letter. And um, and that was that was heartbeat of spring, and the music is really sad. And I was like, oh my god, it was really good. <laughs> so it was very sweet. That was fun. That was not fun, but it was it was like it was. It was sweet. It was a, pl- a pleasant, like, little experience. If you need to, if you need to cry about something and you need to kind of really get it going, that's that's the that's the movie to watch. <laughs> I <laughs> I have Inside Out. Thank you. Um, 
<laughs> that um, it also showed though because that is just it's just a completely different narrative at this point. It's just you know oh, that is a romantic tearjerker, and uh, it the style of this visual novel works perfectly for it. And yeah. it's like, why don't they do more of these? Because it's oh, clearly they, can go from they wacky have, to they have a, more of, a lot more like these kind of stories in visual novels. Oh, okay, there's an entire company that only does these kind of these kind of stories. That is some great stuff. I think it works really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so, so far we've had Kanan, <laughs> and now we've had Heartbeat of Spring. So we're we we took that that we're going we're going really fast on this roller coaster. We've gone down our first big thing. You know, your stomach flip flops and you're headed off. And you're like, what could possibly be next? And you see. Up ahead of you, some kind of some kind of corkscrew, perhaps, or or loop de loop, and and uh, and you say, "Oh, whoa, <laughs> what's up next for my emotions?" And um, and it's mean clean, mean clean. mean clean, so, mean clean sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's what? what I think. No, the mean rest clean. of you that can sucks. talk about it. That's my <laughs> oh, uh, that's my review. Sucks. Mean clean sucks. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> I, I like to mean clean. By the way, when we're talking about when we say mean clean, we we're not talking about Achi's alter ego. We're talking about the actual mean clean the character the trash, on his shirt, the trash bottle, the story, the story, story sucks. That's my t- that's my take. Oh, it's oh my wait. God. Hold on. What about the sniper? What about Juice? <laughs> the, the sniper. No, sorry. Juice Malone is great. I, I, that is the one part of it that I enjoyed. Yes. I don't know how to describe the mean clean story. Somebody was um, really friggin' stoned, I think. <laughs> what voices? What voices do you think they they speak with? Because in my mind, mean clean was Squidward, the juice box was SpongeBob, and the coffee was Patrick. <laughs> I think you mean Big Joe and Flaps. <laughs> so, what's going on is the third story is that in the explosion. The character on Achi's shirt, Mean Clean, comes off, and he is a water bottle with a puncture, so he's bleeding, so he's on borrowed time. He's got a hole in his stomach. Yeah, and and Achi the shirt actually doesn't have him anymore later on. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's 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 canon canon. that Mean Clean popped off his shirt and came to life. Yeah. More than canon, it means this was planned. It was part of Alphard's plan. (laughs) I mean, the writer of this whole thing was like, you know what? Listen, I got this idea for a bonus thing where fucking Mean Clean comes out, and like the producer of it's like, you got it. Like we'll get we'll get these shirts made. We'll get two of them identical. And it's like you don't want to ask me any more questions. Nope, I, you sold me. We're doing it. And if you like, if you haven't played through this part or, or don't want to to see it, it basically looks like the Bill on Capitol Hill like cartoon. <laughs> like it's literally yeah. just like oh, I'm a bottle with you know arms, and I'm just a you know I'm a milk carton with legs, and like it's, it's literally just campy, cartoony stuff. Like early PowerPoint yeah. clip art. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very weird. Um but Mean Clean, you know, was used to like pick up trash and like uh, I, I don't even know if I can do this summary. <laughs> like <laughs> But like, you have to. Am I the one? All right. I'm not doing it. I didn't I wasn't I wasn't volunteering you. Um <laughs> but uh oh god. Okay, so Basically, Mean Clean used to be on the streets of Shibuya picking up trash and recycling and stuff, and uh, he got recycled into Achi's shirt, 
And then at the explosion at about 540 in the main story, um, he comes off, jumps off of Achi's shirt, meets with other, two other people to the trash, a bent coffee can named Big Joe and an empty uh, juice box named Flaps, which is kind of awesome. I got a question. Um, mm-hmm. How do we get from Fata Morgana to this? <laughs> <laughs> what, what choices See, in life did we make in which we're with... In a former life, uh, Mean Clean was a servant. <laughs> it turned, out- <laughs> turned out Flaps was nobility. <laughs> and Juice Malone's a, a psychopath. I don't know how they're going to convince him, but anyway. <laughs> There's a couple extra chapters in Father Morgana they skipped over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should mention too. This is a pain in the ass, and I don't know how you get this story without a guide, because like you have to go back to the main story, and now there's new tips. And every time you click click on one, you get part of the story, but there's five total, which I guess means like you're intended to go through the main story again, and this time try and find like these jumps, because now there's like jumps that are like, and this fellow, you know, or whatever, that now go to Mean Clean story. You know, mm-hmm. so it's I, I I obviously used a guide, I you know, but um. Anyway, so there's like a big garbage monster that's gonna take over Shibuya, more or less, cause and and uh, it's like a little green like uh, goo thing that's like in the sewers, and they figure out that actually the reason. There was like a second explosion that happened after the van, and it was caused by this evil garbage monster who was specifically trying to kill Mean Clean so he could take over Shibuya with garbage. And um, he's going to do that by causing like a big methane explosion. And Flaps is like a fucking chemist because he will explain everything that has to do with like methane and explode. It's like he really goes into this absurd technical detail and he is a discarded juice box. So whatever. (laughs) Um, Mean Clean and the garbage monster get into a fight and he's rescued by Juice Malone, who is a sniper uh, juice, a juice bottle, really, with like a broken neck, you know? And he has like sunglasses and he's cool as hell and he never misses his mark. He's like basically like a juice Golgo 13. Yeah. I did. I don't know if I'd say I laughed out loud on the bus when I saw Juice Malone, but I definitely made some kind of sound because um, he is kind of out of nowhere and it is a pretty funny goof. Um, anywho, so the yeah so anyway the, the big dramatic moment is the garbage monster is going to take over they can't burn him they can't explode him or anything um, and there's like a what an old liquor bottle like, that plays the drunky oh, old yeah. guy that he kills right. <laughs> yeah it's like a sake cup or can that was turned like into like a potted plant yeah and he's like the drunk old man who's like I forget what they the hooch is what they call hooch, him right yeah and he's like, now yeah. he's turned into uh, like shochu or something <laughs> yeah that's right. And they're like, Shooch is all drunk and stuff, but the garbage monster eats him. And they eventually go for round two, but even Juice Malone can't shoot him. And the garbage monster eats Flaps and Big Joe. And Mean Clean's like running out of water. You know, he's going to die. But then what should he come across but the dry ice machine? (laughs) So he fills himself with dry ice, gets knocked into the river. So he's got water. This this, this is great, honestly. (laughs) The dry ice ice machine. (laughs) Saves the day once again. <laughs> so 
he like kind of jumps up to the garbage monster full of river water and dry ice. And he says, Juice, shoot me. Just do it. So Juice Malone starts shooting him a lot. Yeah. And he and basically he's like, keep shooting me. Keep shooting. Yep. And, and he explodes and destroys the garbage monster. But it wasn't like a fiery explosion. Because there's also a point when Flaps is about to be eaten and he's got a lighter he learned how to use. And he's like, don't use the lighter. The methane will explode. And, and Flaps is kind of like, oh, right. And then goes into like how that would be. Happen. <laughs> it's and, like um, Flaps at the end is like jumping up like, come on, you son of a bitch. I'll take you down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then Meekly has to be like, no, don't use your flame. So he turns it off and then gets consumed just as he's explaining things again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, don't, I thought this was honestly a pretty good gag, all in all. Um, but that said, uh, oh yeah, so basically they're the the monsters defeated. They wake up, you know. F- Big Joe and Flaps are there. I think Hooch is there too, uh, or maybe not. Um, Flaps and Big Joe are there, and like, uh, and they're like, "Well, where's Mean Clean?" And he's completely empty and he's all destroyed. He goes, "Don't worry, you know, I'll I always come back, you know, because he's recyclable." Exactly, yeah. and they're like, he's like just, and, he goes, and they're like lifting him to the recycling bin, and he's like, wait, take off my cap, and they're like, but the cap's the only thing that's holding you together, and he's like, don't you know you always take the cap off a water bottle before you put it in a recycling bin, which which I didn't, but um, <laughs> uh, so because the cap the cap's plastic and it's not recyclable. Oh, there you go. So that's that's the story of Mean Clean. what the hell it's so Um, bizarre it's so bizarre I do like that the dry ice machine factored in though that was pretty great that was like someone's like really bored in a weekend and like hey I got something I'm gonna put in the game like the the senior engineer was like I'm I'm putting this in I don't care what anyone says I spent the whole weekend watching Newgrounds uh, original animations (laughs) and I've got a pitch for you I never, yeah, Newgrounds is beyond my time, unfortunately. I was too old to put on Newgrounds, but now I can put my idea for the Flash cartoon in this visual novel. I swear, the long con from the Scrabble writers. So I looked back at it, and the reason that Mean Clean comes off of Achi's shirt is because he sees a piece of shrapnel coming for Achi, so he decides to jump oh, off right. of the shirt and save his life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and it turns out the garbage specifically did that to kill Achi, but mean clean or no to kill mean clean. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So what? What the? What the hell should we scramble? Oh, yeah, you're, there were a bunch of fart jokes in there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, that was not really. I, I said this before we recorded, but this is the this is the Monokuma theater of this game. Like this is the like V three mm. break to listen to the the children throw up, and it's a certain color which predicts the future. Like it's exactly that level. Yeah, but you know what the thing is like that fits in Danganronpa a little better I feel like you know what I mean like then this fit in Shibuya Scramble yeah but that that like type of humor was absent from this game up until now and it was like ah there it is you can't can't hide it from yeah. me Spike Chunsoft yeah exactly yeah I think I think yeah I, yep <laughs> it was like that one writer was like damn it I get in every other game God, where do I get to go in this game and they're like just wait at the end. we'll get you in the end where can I put all my bad shitty jokes? Oh, fine. We'll put them in a little cartoon where they belong. Just write them, da- write them down your notebook. We'll use them later. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. We got we to gotta get a whole new shirt for Achi for this? Like, yes. 
You know, his nephew works at Nintendo. We have to. <sighs> mean clean. But when you beat when you beat Mean Clean, you get a version of the credits that has bloopers in it, which is very cute. Oh yeah, it's great. That is great. Yeah, that was great. And yeah, we get Jack Woodyard. Oh yeah, speaking oh, yeah. English. Yeah, we didn't talk about Jack Woodyard in this podcast, though. I think we talked about <laughs> oh, you right. Let's talk about it. All right. <laughs> what we find found out about Jack Woodyard. Jack Woodyard, um, you know, he's he's more than just an actor, you know. Hold on, let me Google his. He's a philosopher, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, look, I have it in my browser history. Jack, oh, Jack yeah. Woodyard. There's his thing. Mm-hmm. Goddamn Jack Woodyard. He plays Jack Stanley, by the way, in the game. He plays Jack Stanley. He's wand- wondering, wandering, pondering. Very nice. Oh, my God, this website. Love life, perfect life. Wait, or he means perfect. Okay, love life, perfect life, beautify life. It is your art, huh? Life's your art. Well, anyway, um, he's a writer, director, husband, dad, and stirrer of the cosmic oatmeal. And all of this is like kind of just like you know, all right, what the guy's got a blog? What's the big deal? You know, but he has like really like he, he, actually, what were we talking about before with the writing where it's like really dense and like yeah. kind of circuitous <laughs> for no reason and. Just, <laughs> Like this one blog post, like, hi, Jack. The E yeah, pronunciation always kicked me in the gut. English let him grandstand in front of local clients. His two word questions, my answers. Like, this is the start of a blog post. Like, I didn't, I didn't, you didn't miss out any context or whatever. But there's like poems, there's like, there's just like prose and stuff. But a lot of like that kind of new age life coach kind of prose, you know? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> it's wild, folks. It's, it's, uh, not at all what you would expect the man's personality to be, especially because the only exposure we have of him is the character he plays in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who barely talks. <laughs> Life is so much more than God's classroom. Like, whoa, okay. Like, wow. She's. <laughs> Some, yes, sometimes it feels like God's giving us a nice little wallop, but if I look at the circumstances behind the wallop, there's a good chance I have something to do with it. And if I didn't, I just have to find a way to accept it. Like, And then I don't think you spell wallop, W-O-L-L-O-P, but it's there. Um, yeah, God. Where's like, there's like stuff about him having sex and like, it's Whoa. just like a... <laughs> I don't recall that much. Wasn't there like something? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I just remember... One post podcast talk we were going through Jack Woodyard. We went very long and- into this. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of purple prose on that on that website. <laughs> it's it's a journey, you know. It's uh, a lot of great life advice there if you check them out. Um, so that was our fun little aside. And time to reveal my real name, Jack Woodyard. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God. Jack, if you've been listening, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that Jack Woodyard would need uh, to cosplay as a something awful paywall uh, in order and, and <laughs> would be stopped by the paywall to see the Danganronpa official translation. Unofficial translation, but there you have it. Uh, wow. So we, uh, so what else, what else is there? There's the quiz. 
Oh, the quiz. Yes, the quiz. You also unlock the quiz by beating the game. And every question that you answer in the quiz gives you like a little short and then also a cool code to put in somewhere in the game to get another little bonus short. Yeah, there are 22 of them. 22 little shorts, which is a lot. This is where I was like, this is too much for me. Yeah, because that's the thing is like you have to answer all the quiz questions, right? But then, he, and then, well, this is how it works. They ask you a question. You have to type it in. What's that? You're playing on PC and you use your keyboard to type things in? No, 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 mon frere. There's an on-screen <laughs> keyboard. You get to use the cursor keys and the enter key and, like, navigate to and type it as if you were on console. Thanks. Yep. Um, s- spaces and hyphens do matter for these questions. Uh, and, um... They're not easy. Well, all right, they they vary, but like, um, but like the first one, the first question, for example, is how many nanometers is the UA virus? Anybody want to take a guess at that one? You're looking for a three-digit number. They give you that hint. Four twenty-eight. It's hundred. It's a hundred. I, I I guess I that's I did that one question and I didn't know what it was and I just guessed one hundred because I was like, what? How could they possibly have? I mean, if it was four twenty eight, I would remember it. So it must be one hundred because mm. that's an that's an easy number. <laughs> I guessed one hundred and eleven and then quit. Yeah, <laughs> I I use the answer guide. Yeah, that you, you should use the guide word. because they expect you to go back to the game and look it up. Yeah, yeah but so here's they the thing: wrong. you do. You get one question right. You get a picture of Tama that's kind of discolored, like in the labyrinth, you know? And it says, correct. And you hear someone's voice to say, like, correct or bingo. You know, it's subtitled. I couldn't really hear them, honestly. Um, and then, sorry, I'm, try- I'm also trying to, like, scroll for Oren's, like, the thing you posted. Um, but anyway, uh, so then you get an epilogue for one of the side characters in the game. Like, the first one you get are those two guys who are, like, kind of shaking down... Um, yeah, the two lone sharks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's kind of funny and stuff. And I don't know if we want to go through them. I, I don't. I'll, but I'll just like gloss this over to understand the. Some quiz. are funnier than others, and we talked about streaming there, maybe. So maybe we should. Yeah, we, I think we're gonna like stream stream that. There are some I really liked. There's one with um, what is his name? Katayama, the guy who shows up late in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he calls um, customer support for an instant ramen company because. The ramen wasn't done in three minutes, like it said it would be. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I really like. The yeah. <laughs> that's great. The Yanagishita the, 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 the one is fun, too. There's all kinds of Yeah, I liked his. The, you know what the problem was? The Katayama one makes you wait 20 seconds, like, in real time, because you have to, like, see, like, how good his internal clock is. So he's like, time 20 seconds, and without a clock, I'll do it. But they make you wait real time, and my bus stop was coming. So I was like, ah, don't do this to me, you know, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the answer key so I can like get the question. Oh, here that is. Yeah. I don't know if we want to do that on stream or here, but there's 11 questions. <laughs> we, we should probably stream that. There are some fun right, sketches. It It'll be fun. Yeah. And you, you can't just go through it real quick because there's a little skit after you answer each question correctly. So you would have to like go through all of that before you could give us the next question. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I was going to... Che- yeah, exactly. But yeah, you can- I was going to cheat and use the answer key, but now looking at it, I, I, I don't remember the questions for some reason. Yeah, the answer key doesn't say what the questions are, at least the ones that we yeah. were looking at. Yeah. 
Yeah. But. I don't know. We'll cut all this out if we don't actually stream it. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was neat. Uh, it, it, it's, that's, that's like a little too much. It's a little too much for me, like in terms of like how how will, hard I'm willing to work for like bonus content. But I do like yeah. the intrigue around how it's set up, like that it's set, like secret codes and stuff. That's fun. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's it's a cool, it's a neat little thing they did. I I appreciate the effort. I guess you know. There's also um, a little mini game after you finish the min cleaning story. Oh yes. Hmm. Oh, I didn't play it. I loaded it up, read the rules, and was like, no, thank you. <laughs> so this is this is this is a version of a very old game called Dodor, which is a yeah. Famicom game. It's a Nintendo game. Um, did you say door door? Yes. Door-door. Uh, it was programmed by um, the president of Chunsoft, uh, um, who was a programmer mm. back then in the seventies or the eighties or whenever I that see. was. Uh, so that it's a version of Dodo with min cleaners instead of whatever the Dodo character was, hmm. and it plays like a flash game. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Which really is just completing the circle of uh, mean clean being from Newgrounds, basically. <laughs> Uh, and after you get all the quiz sketches, you get the golden bookmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that unlocks one other final thing. That's um, the conspiracy endings. There are two of them. And they're basically impossible to get without following a guide. <laughs> At least in Japanese. We're going to try. At least in Japanese. In, in, in English, it's a little easier to figure out what you have to do. We can talk about it if we, if we stream it. We are going to stream it, and if you if you don't see that stream, then you missed it. The, the very short, by the way. Each, each conspiracy ending is like two minutes long, so it's not much. Good. Okay. Cool. Because I also have to get back to more blasphemous. And anyway, so, so that's yeah. a lot of work. You really you really gotta love the game, you know, to to put that much effort into it. And um, or maybe you really want the platinum trophy. Yeah. Good thing we got one. Of, we got us one of those. Well, I mean, you technically it's them on the PC version, so you know it's a platinum, but we can call it a hundred percent. Um. So that's all the bonus content for four twenty eight Shibuya Scramble. That's it. Yep. There's a lot of stuff. There's so much stuff after the game is done. Yeah. You're like you've got so much a left too much. over. It's it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You don't. You don't have to do Only it. Only Cheery could take this much content. Sorry. Oh, the, the Cheery sketch, by the way, is kind of weird. I, I, oh, I, yeah. I, it's, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's maybe not as bad as we're making it sound right now, but it's not. It's like I don't know. Like, it's, I, I didn't know what to think of it. It's. I, I can I let, let me do that summary real quick. Like, um, basically. A Koshi, uh, what is the pharmaceutical company? Yeah, Koshi, Koshi Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They find out that Cheery basically has this enzyme that processes food really quickly. But then, so they're trying to examine her, but like, like surreptitiously, not like literally examine her, you know, um, just to see like how this works and what if they can use it in like weight loss stuff. But then, like, she goes on a diet, so they have to like entice her by putting like bakeries and stuff around. <laughs> So it's like this big conspiracy to like keep her heavy, which again, I really must emphasize, she is not that heavy. No, it's not at all. No. Like it just doesn't like give it the fuck up, Shibuya Scramble. But you know. So it's 
it's like funny, but also like, all right, like, you know, the joke gets old because I mean, it's just it's a normal looking woman who just is like, they're like, oh my god, she's so huge, flee. Like, like, I was just thinking the other day too about like we can't get by by her on the elevator, and it's like you absolutely can. Just look. Well, she's she's larger than average for for a Japanese person ten years ago. The population has grown a little heavier in the last ten years. You so. still could have gotten by her on that escalator. Yeah, you could. You definitely could. Yeah, it really wasn't the. It wasn't really the effect that they were. They were. The writing would imply that it is. Jeez. Oh man. Well, that'll be a fun adventure for us later. Maybe if we yeah stream that when we uh, stream. You know, you're that. all saying. You're all saying if. I mean, I know I'm doing it, so, you know. I mean, you do always keep your promises, as evidenced by the um, Hell Case of Pizza stream. So, you're yeah. right. When we do, when we will do actually stream it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. What's your yeah. next sub-goal, by the way, for the people? For the listeners? Um, I'm, making, I'm making a Mountain Dew game fuel cake. That sounds you can fine. Soda-based cakes. What do you mean that sounds so fine? I'm, yeah, I mean it's probably like a citrusy flavored cake compared to the hell case of pizza. That'll keep you awake for it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure if like a lemon cake and a Mountain Dew cake are comparable though. Is, what's a lemon cake? Like, what do you mean? Not what's a lemon cake. I know what a lemon cake is, but I mean, like, do you mean like a lemon cake that you usually you usually make like a soda cake? Like, that's what it comes out to, or I don't know. I have no idea what a soda cake is. Oh, so the idea for this recipe is you can apparently make cakes out of, like, Pepsi or things like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you can you can use it in, in, to, in as the liquid in the cake, yeah, for sure. Or is this, yeah. like, a specific recipe that requires the, the bubbles of the soda? Yeah, I think it makes it a little fluffier and stuff. I yeah. did not realize mm. this was an actual thing. I've heard of those kind of recipes before, yeah. Because they're yeah. soda bread, yeah. Yeah. I love soda bread, for the record. Okay, I guess it sounds a little bit better now. I think it's going to be just fine. It's going to be too mm-hmm. sweet, and it's going to be, like, like not a great citrus flavor, probably. But, I mean, compared to the case of pizza. Well, that was disgusting. That was one of the most disgusting things I've ever eaten in my life. Unless you replace one of the ingredients in the cake yeah, with, with cinnamon. cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is anybody, I mean, are people on the podcast even going to know what we're talking about? I, yeah. I made a bad thing, okay? So, yeah. Right. They know, they were there. I, did, yeah. I didn't watch it live, but they skipped through it after what? That's the important part. Yeah. <laughs> There's one? Well, I mean, tasting important. it is the important part. Is, is important the word you wanted to use there? <laughs> if... If tasting it is the most important, the second most important is when you threw water in the pan of hot oil and it just fucking exploded. <laughs> well, all right. To be fair, I mean, I didn't realize I had that much goddamn water on my hands. <laughs> I don't know. It was like. <laughs> oh, I, I also wonder, did the house smell like that for a while? That must have been nah. a weird smell to wake up to. Nah, I mean, if it did, like, you know, my wife didn't complain or anything, so... Oh, that's you know. good. Yeah, no. <laughs> the worst... The the weirdest one, though, was for this podcast, and I told this, or it was when I had to make that um, cake for... Uh, oh, I'm blanking on her name. You know when we did uh, Analog of Hate Story? Yes. Yep. And we had to make the cake for 
Hyunmi, Hyunmei? Oh, Hyunae, yeah. Hyunae. Yeah, Hyunae, that's yeah. it, thank you. And, like, I had to, like, sneak it kind of past my wife because, like, <laughs> oh, I was sick yeah. and I didn't want her to know. Because that's, then I'm like, I'm like, you know, I guess, like, the way I would want to tell that story is, like, that's not, like, adultery, right? Like, if you make. Oh, my like, God, I uh, forgot about this whole make, debate. Oh, <laughs> Because, like, if you don't tell your wife you're making a cake for your digital girlfriend, you know? Right. You added you added sufficient amount of intrigue where it became, like, a question of whether or not this was chewing or not. <laughs> <laughs> the act of keeping it a That's secret, right. like, like moved it closer to the, to the edge of that definition. <laughs> <sighs> you know what? Uh, you know what? All right. The, my big life's regret, by the way, is... Um, when I went, I, I went to visit Rooster Teeth at one point. They were nice enough to invite me there, and I was on their podcast, and it was a lot of fun and everything. At one point, they were talking about Austin, and I, they kind of weren't including me, which was fine, you know. But like Lindsay, I guess felt really bad for me, and she goes like, "Slow beef, what's the craziest thing you ever did for a Let's Play?" And I'd spent the whole day with like tasers and piles of swords that they have in their office that they just fuck around with for fun, <laughs> and I'm like a deer in headlights because I'm like fucking nothing comparatively, you know, and then. Later, I thought, you know what would have been a great story? The time I made it, at the time I cheated on my wife for a visual novel. <laughs> but next time. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's anyway. even better for them without as yes. much context of what was going on at the time. So it becomes even more suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Well, judging by that anyway, though, I guess we should call it a call it a night before Oren has to like. That's Shibuya. <laughs> Yeah. I, have, I have to work. Yeah, fine. <laughs> okay. yeah sorry. Okay. Let him go. Let him be free. Let him go. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll we'll let you know when we pick the next game, folks. Yep. A little bit of a hiatus, but then good fight. Then we'll pick one and good fight. Good night. Good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Bye bye. Night. <laughs>